Hello, guys, and welcome to the Invent With Me podcast, where each week we guide aspiring inventors and product creators to turn their innovative ideas into reality. Learn valuable tips, insights, and success stories from a couple guys roughing it in the field of inventing so that you yourself can make your mark in the world. We are your hosts. My name is Grant, inventor of Torque Strap, a revolutionary spring-loaded cargo strap, a strap so easy to use, you just pull. And I'm Marcus, inventor of Quick Tie-Down Anchors, a very snazzy little anchor that drops between the gaps in the boards on docks, decks, trailers, and more. Wow. Anchor anywhere you please with ease, right? That's it. Hey guys, thanks a lot for joining us today. If you're new to the show, don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow the show on whatever platform you may be on. And without further ado, episode 12? 13. 13. Holy cow. Yeah. Is it better to laugh alone or to cry with friends? Yeah. That's the burning question today. When people have an invention idea, the first thing they want to do is find a partner. Find a buddy who's on board. Let's partner up. Let's do this. With no real plan of how the money's going to be divvied up or yep. who does what, that gets ugly quick. It can, and th- you know, I unfortunately I have a, a not a, a not an invention story where uh, I partnered up with a, a good friend. He was best buddy of ten years in real estate. Sure, and uh, we bought two apartment buildings together, and um, it was one of those scenarios where. Uh, things got rough for on his side, and I made the mistake of letting him handle finances. Oh, and you know you don't you don't think twice when it's just like this is how it works. Long story short, it went super sour. Um, ended up filing a bankruptcy. Oh wow! Uh, having to find a, a file of bankruptcy, and over the course of all the years that it's taken me to somewhat try to repay things and the, a mortgage on my house and all this stuff. Upwards of probably two million dollars lost, and I say that because the apartment buildings they each gained a million dollars in value, right? Plus all the rents that got crazy good, plus the cash that I put into it, right? Um, and my anti-partnership, not whatsoever. Uh, I, what I am is these days be so much more. Um, just just know what you're getting into. Be and cautious, be leery, and yeah, be very proactive. And and the the biggest fear I think, especially amongst friends, I mean, it's, it's like asking uh, you know your wife or some or your future wife or or future husband for a prenup. It feels off. You don't yeah. want to do it. It feels dirty. Yeah. And that's like the partnership. It's like, hey, I think we should get this on paper. What if things go wrong? And you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to rattle the thing. And you absolutely have to. And especially in business, you should never ever look at it as a scary or weird thing or, oh, you don't trust me. Because the truth is, things happen. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I I had a buddy, I I was well into um, my business, and I I do things alone. I've always been kind of a lone wolf. But Mm -hmm. I had a buddy call me up, and he said, hey, you're in social media, you're into video, blah, blah, blah. Me and my buddies, we want to start our own Barstool Sports. Okay. Uh, so so I'm asking how you're going to do it, how you're going to go about it, who do you know, what are their skills. And really, it just sounded like a bunch of his Marine friends getting together, each of them now living in different states, and they're going to shoot deer hunting videos and things like that and talk about it, and they're going to create a culture of outdoorsmen. Mm-hmm. I said, well, the first thing I would do if you're serious is I would start a business and I would get the four of you on paper of mm-hmm. who owns what and who does what. Needless to say, they dissolved because 
every time my friend called me, he's like, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm writing all these posts. And Johnny down in, in Florida hasn't done Jack Wagon. Yeah. And he still wants 25% yep. eventually. Or I, I just know I better be getting 35%. So everyone's mind wasn't focused on work. It was focused on percentage. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? If that's not clear from the jump, yep. you are doomed to fail. You absolutely are. And, and the big thing I always say, well, now is, is just make sure everybody's equally vested in it. It's it's so different if, uh, you know, oh, I'm putting in 20000 and you're putting in your time and then you're not holding up to your end of the bargain. You've lost time, which is absolutely valuable. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's time is... But in the case of two people starting out in something, you know, I've saved up a lot of money. I'm putting forth all this. And once your money's gone, you're, you know, you're not getting either back. But make sure people are equally invested. We both have something to lose because if you don't have something to lose, that one person can always kind of just skizzle out and, and then that other person gets screwed. Yeah, it's called skin in the game. Yeah. And it's a very uh, real thing. Yep. Um, it, it's why whenever someone wants to get in on something, even if you don't need the money, you make them put in money. Yeah. That's the skin in the game. That's their motivation. So going back to the beginning of this, uh, I know for me, when I first had an invention idea, the first thing I did was, uh, I, I went through my memory bank of, okay, what cousin do I know that might be a lawyer? Mm-hmm. What friend do I know that might be an engineer? What um, schoolmate do I remember that may run a warehouse or fulfillment service? Yeah. And I'm going to compile this A team of people I know and get them on board with what I'm doing with some financial stake. Now, I didn't do that, obviously, but I think that's where a lot of people's mind goes, is that this would be a lot easier with help. Personally, I think it's way more challenging with help. Mm. You have really good help. Like you and I struck a very good rapport. Yeah. You have your business. I have mine. But we collaborate on a podcast and a lot of other ventures mm-hmm. to where money never crosses the lines. Or if it does, it's petty cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, ownership doesn't cross the lines. And that's very important because we can focus on bringing our viewers quality mm-hmm. and not wondering how much money we're going to get. So I, what I want to encourage people to do is be very leery and There's a great phrase, which is the theme of this podcast. It's better to laugh alone than to cry with friends. And it's so very true in my opinion. Well, and you you know, you brought it up and and in our case and in in a lot of people's case, sometimes the the partnership can be as simple as motivation. And, uh, you know, that's for for us, we do the podcast and, you know, we also have work days and we also collaborate on, on media stuff, which is great. We've kept things very separate and uh, I just it's it's nice to be able to bounce ideas off of someone. It's nice to share bad days and good days. Yeah. And sometimes you know sometimes I'll call you up and I'm like, oh man, no sales today, and this yeah. isn't happening, and I don't feel like shooting something. And you just push through it, and that that's priceless too. So don't think that a partnership has to be I put in twenty bucks and you put in twenty minutes or or whatever it may be. It, it can absolutely be that, but. You know, I'm always a fan of having somebody else to bounce that stuff off. Just reiterating when it comes to getting into the nitty gritty and money, just make sure both parties uh, have something to lose and and equal amounts to offer. And then also that things are down on paper. I can't stress enough that don't feel weird about bringing that up. And you say it's just business. You know, you've heard that yeah. term. It's just business. Right. At that point, it truly is like it's you're just protecting yourself. Right. From what can happen because whatever can happen 
will maybe probably happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, so let's go through a scenario where if you and I wanted to start a landscaping company, or sure. let's just keep it very simple, lawn mowing business. Sure. We don't go beyond running weed whackers around the edges. Um, but this business happened to be we were going to run it in your town. Right. And you live 40 minutes away. And this business is going to require uh, two lawn mowers and two weed eaters and two blowers. Okay. But just so happened you already had that equipment. Okay, but I want in on the business. Mm -hmm. So you're supplying the equipment, and we're using your trailer, your truck, and everything, right? So you've got quite a stake in this company. Mm -hmm. You have a lot to lose. You've put forth a lot. So what you and I would have to decide on paper is, okay, how much percentage is what I already have worth? Mm -hmm. To me, off the top of my head, what based on what you have in those assets— and thinking you're a hard worker and marketer and everything else, you should own 75% of that company or more. Me, I'm just showing up with my teeth in my head and pushing a lawnmower around. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm a hard worker and you need that sweat, all that good stuff. So maybe you're generous enough and you, and you say 25% is cool. That would be a good way to um, split up equity. Yeah, I think in it, well in that scenario, it's it almost sounds like I'm just hiring an employee. It, but but you know. yes, in landscaping, <laughs> you should only hire employees. You don't need a partner if you're landscaping. But not like that. But it doesn't it doesn't mean that you know. Let's just say you're going to be. I've got these these things. All I've got the lawnmowers, the trailer, and all that. But I don't know how to get our name out there. I don't know how to market. You come in with with marketing experience. You're going to do all the social media for us. You're going to do that stuff. I think that makes a more valid uh, a more valid partnership. But even that, you know, even that, if you just be like, the thing is, I already own that equipment, so that's no, no. You bought it for oh, oh, this. Oh, business. you're saying I bought it? Okay, yeah. in, in our scenario, yeah. yeah. Well, in that case, then absolutely. That that's another one of those other scenarios where you definitely have it on paper because if you walk away, you walk away from nothing, right? Yeah. Like, but I'm stuck with let's say $20,000 worth of equipment. I could walk away and still own 25% of the company and do no work. Right. You're basically married to me. Right. So what you would have to say in that scenario is, okay, you can have 25%, but let's be honest, anybody can push a lawnmower. Right. We're going to have a lot of unforeseen expenses come up. So Mm -hmm. let's open a joint bank account, and why don't you put... $5,000 in that bank account, and that will earn you your skin in the game. That will earn you your 25% of this company. I think that'd be a more uh, reasonable way to go about making sure everyone is accounted for. It is. Another another nice way to do it, which I've known to work for people, is, and it's not so much uh, a direct partnership as far as giving a small percentage to somebody, and you do that that's a time-based or performance-based. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. So, you know, maybe somebody comes in and says, you know what, I'm going to do your marketing and hey, if we can, we can grow the business 10 times or two times, whatever the number is, um, you know, in a year, then you get 10% of the company and, and then the harder they work, the more money they make. Yeah. I, I've seen that work very, very well in a lot of different scenarios. But again, where they like tear up or, or they hit milestones, they and hit benchmarks. milestones or, and it has to be time. You know, it's not one of these things you give them 10% off the bat. They leave after six months. Now they have 10% of your company. <laughs> you got to be very careful with doling out. And you actually have really good examples of people wanting to come in and give you cash for a percentage of your company. And then by the time that kind of rolled around, you were already past needing or wanting that percentage 
to give up because you're like, my company's already worth more than that would have been. I'm so glad I didn't give that up. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of I'm so glad yeah. moments. And my fundamental principle is, as a lone wolf, is I'll figure it out. I can hire someone and pay them by the hour or by the job to do all these tasks. So I think Alex Hormozzi always kind of comes out and says, you can either do engineering, sales, or marketing. It's, it's three main things. And if you can't do all three, you need to partner with two more people who can do that. Well, okay, I get what he's saying. You have to know those three things for mm-hmm. sure. You can also sub out people who know those things. Or you can figure out enough. I like the phrase, I know enough to be dangerous. I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I know just enough about a subject to hire the right person to carry it out. Mm-hmm. The way that happens with me is I'm kind of like a hobbyist or whatever. I'll learn just enough about video editing to know the right questions to ask my video editors. Mm-hmm. Are you doing it in 4K? What's the aspect ratio? How are you laying in text? Are, are you exporting with this? So you don't just have to throw your hands in the air and say, oh, I could never do marketing, so that's I got to find somebody to partner with to do that for me. No, you can get on YouTube, learn just enough about marketing in a 30-day span, educate yourself for 25 minutes a day. You'll have a good enough grasp that, Oh, wow. Affiliate marketing is hot. You know, that's the 2023 thing. Mm -hmm. So I need to just find a good affiliate marketing uh, third-party company to carry out this marketing. We'll see if it works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's... There's no rhyme or reason for these things. Uh, I Again, you, you just have to feel it out. Maybe you can't even start what you're trying to start without a, a partner for whether it's uh, them giving you the knowledge or them giving uh, putting in cash or whatever it may be. Um, I'll keep punching this home, but I am still very much a fan of partnerships. I just, you just have to have it laid out on paper. Yeah. Don't feel bad about having it laid on paper. Don't think it's an awkward moment between you two and it 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 you know bridges the gap of trust it doesn't right it's not about that and and just be equally vested in that right yeah so very practically the way i would go about this if i needed a partner mm-hmm. in the beginning is i would find a um, tax and business solution uh, service in your town mm-hmm. i would go to that establish them, which if you've listened to prior podcasts, you should have already established. I use RM taxes here in Santa Clarita, California. So when I need my taxes done, I go to her and her and the ladies take care of me. If I bring on a partner, I go to her and I say, this just happened. How do we handle it? Uh, Now what the um, business solution professional will do for you and your um, partner to be, they'll sit down, they'll talk with you and say, okay, how are we divvying this up? Most likely, they're going to open up a corporation in your guys' name. They're going to lay out the articles of incorporation, which means who's in it, why they're in it, and what they're doing in this business. Mm -hmm. And it's even going to, somewhere in the documentation, it's going to lay out, Marcus threw in five grand so that he has skin in the game. Now he has 25% of the company, and part of his responsibilities are to do X, Y, Z. All this can probably be accomplished for... Seven hundred to twelve hundred dollars. You know, you're you're basically taking a, a a day of this lady or gentleman's time to draw this up and file it off with the state. So you and your partner can split that, obviously, and that's going to be in there too. Like you guys are even splitting the cost of all expenses expenses at this percentage rate. You have contingency plans. What do I do if I want to get out of this? And just 
talk with this uh, business professional. Say, what what, do, what happens if uh, we have the third kid that we were planning on having and I just can't anymore? Okay, then there's a buyout clause. And at any time, you can buy out for 25% of the company's valuation at that time. So this may all sound kind of big and grandiose, but at the end of the day, it's a three-page piece of paper that a tax professional in your town types out every day. Every restaurant you drive by, every store, every business, they have articles of incorporation. They probably have partners because people love partners. This is very common, very simple business. So to just get into business and then one day be like, oh, no, what do we do? I mean, maybe you can dream up a scenario where two guys start working together and three years later, they don't know who owns what and something something comes up. Yeah. But I mean, you, you brought up a good, well, there's two, two points I want to make off of that. One is, um, you know, a, a, a partner could pass away and then their, you know, their significant other could, could come after something. So if it's not laid out and it's messy, then that can, can bring a whole thing. So just having it down on paper, who owns what, what happens in the case of, uh, you know, that other person wanting to leave or something happening like that. Right. But also, um, that you brought up, you know, it's, I'm not everybody's going to have the $1,200 or one, two in the beginning. There are, I'm sure there are tons of kind of blanket forms that you can find on a, on a Google or just download. If nothing else, just make sure you at least have those terms laid out on paper in the most basic form. So you have something in hand if you had to take it to court, if you had to, to do that, because man, I can't stress that enough. And you know, the, the other thing in my case is people were like, oh, well, can you sue this person? Can you do whatever? They had nothing. And yeah. so the only person who's going to make money in that case is the lawyers. It wasn't about right. that. So uh, I just, you know, you push on. I can, I'm, I'm young. Uh, I'm, I'm smart. I'll, I'll remake that money. And, and I took that whole thing as a lesson, a really crap lesson. Yeah. Um, you know, but other than that, that's that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you told your partner's story. I want to tell mine. <laughs> yeah, do it. When I was about 11 years old, some buddies and I wanted yeah. to start mowing lawns. Yep. And so we did what, I mean, everybody, every young man has done this in their life, I think, most of them. So we uh, grabbed our father's lawn mowers, met up in the middle of the street, and said, all right, where do we start? Mm-hmm. And quickly you find out that someone pretty much has to do sales all day, which is knocking the door and mm-hmm. getting the job. Someone's mom is going to be pissed that they're using the mower and they're not going to let him use the mower so that kid just kind of walking around with his pocket his hands in his pockets and then somebody's going to be the workhorse somebody's just going to blood sweat and tears you know just put their head down and mow all day long and then you start to assign value to these things Mm -hmm. so you get finished with a job and then you go to the door and the guy hands you 20 bucks now you got to split 20 bucks three ways that's a pain in the butt. So now you're going to your parents and you're asking for change. These are all petty details, but it's kind of comical, you know. Yeah. Put you in the shoes of an 11-year-old. So after a couple weeks and, you know, doing this a couple times a week, you've done five to ten jobs. You've even got some reoccurring customers. You start to think, God, our best customer is Mr. Hensworth. He pays us $20 for every job. And every time he pays us, we got a Go get change from mom and dad and split it up. And someone always gets 25 cents more because you can't divide 20 by three. Do we really need Jared in our business anymore? So you're going to, we came to that moment where it was like, gosh, 
we don't need three guys to do this. Right. And why are all three of us trying to split a $20 bill? How much more magical would it be if me and Timmy could split 20 get mm-hmm. 10 apiece? Now emotions were involved. And I'll never forget, we, we did this. We kicked uh, Jared out of the business. And my uh, Jared's mom cornered me in their house because we were still friends, and she scolded me. Yeah. Whose mower did you use most of those jobs? Which wasn't hers, so I don't yeah. know where that was. And who did this? And who showed up for every job? And, and of course, I'm a docile 11-year-old. I just took it on the chin with my head down. But then I realized, like, oh, my God, partnerships are so messy. <laughs> I'm getting my ass handed to me verbally by Jared's mom. Yeah. That's my... That's why I'm a lone wolf, man. <laughs> Jared's mom ruined you. Totally ruined yeah. me. Just burned a hole in my heart with those eyes. Three, oh, man. three is hard. It, it, like you said, I mean, that's even more mud in the pit. And I, I, I think I was 12 and I did a car washing business with my buddy. And it actually worked fantastic. Like we, you know, it was only what you, a couple materials and you had your stuff. We'd show up yeah. together. We'd wash the car. We did really well for being a little high-end car wash around the neighborhood. But, yeah, you get three in there, and somebody's always not going to work as hard or put yeah. in the time or have the time, and then you're just like, oh, man, they don't deserve a third. Right. You know, it's it's hard. Yeah. So do what you do best and outsource the rest. Yeah. Be a jack-of-all-trades. Be dynamic. Yeah. Know a little about a lot. And if you find yourself, you know, we we had a conversation with a gentleman who was just such an engineer at heart. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because you're like, that's great that you're a good engineer, but that is one-eighth, I would say, oh. of, of this process. Yep. Figure out how it works and move the F on, man. Yep. Figure out how to make it. Now figure out how to sell it. Now figure out how to afford more inventory. You know, you, you have to be good at a... You don't have to be an expert at anything. That's what I love about this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to school for six years and become an expert in marketing. That is a waste of time and money. Just know a little about a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's 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 no hard rule. There's no, uh, you know, we, we all have different experiences, and some people have fantastic partnerships. Some people, a lot of people, have absolutely horrible stories. I think it'll be nice to share maybe some of those stories on another podcast but yeah get it down on paper make sure everything's clear um if this then this you know if this happens then this is what happens and uh and don't feel weird about that i would say one final note so that i get the last one yeah do it say no is uh the main thing that establishing these rules in the beginning is going to do for you is eliminate the potential for drama sure because Nine times out of ten, when you really start to have these conversations in the beginning, your buddy Tom's like, I'm out. I'm mm-hmm. good. If you really think I only get 25%, I'm good. Oh, you really think you're going to you know, back out after three years and try to buy me out of this? Nah, forget it. So it's not so much being so prepared for everything. It's testing one another. Mm-hmm. What would you do if I had a third kid and I didn't have time to do the marketing anymore? Would you be mad? Would you be upset? Because that could happen, and I want to plan for it. So you're testing your partner. You're mm-hmm. testing one another, and you're kind of seeing how thick your skin is. Most of the time, you'll find that someone's going to pull back on that. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up today's episode on partnering. Is it better to laugh alone or to cry with friends? 
Listen, guys, thanks a lot for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow the podcast on whatever platform you may be on. Remember, Marcus and I took the punches so that you don't have to. So at the end of the day, we want you to take advantage of that. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one.